to the last is this the last episode of 2021 is this yeah. gonna be the last is last patreon one for sure i think i think the last episode will be the 29th when we have the in-flight i think mm, we'll put this up before right. then okay but uh, listen before we dive in you know you guys know i used to work for a company called paul mitchell right you've seen the like hair products i used to work yes. for the school side of it and every time we had a meeting we had to have a thing called an energizer and this would like end the meeting and then we would like go out for the day and it didn't have to be anything to do with what the meeting was about it was just kind of like a all right guys let's like here's a funny joke or here's a story or here's like something that we're going to do to to get you through so i have an energizer for us today today is december 16th 2021 i was running errands today and i stopped by rev hq I had to drop some tapes off for my label contraband. The motherland, as we call it. Saw Jordan. I uh, didn't see Adam Lentz. I think he was taking a shit in the back somewhere. Hopefully, he didn't have to wash his hands because I didn't know what he would dry them on. And then uh, Igby was in the office. I go over there. I talk to Igby. We talk about Cooper a little bit, um, who works there now. He's in major pain. And he's. Um, I've told this story about him. He showed me his Gorilla Biscuits tattoo, and he was super stoked. And now he works at Rev. So I'm talking to Igby. I look down, I look in this box and I go, Hey, why is this here? And he's like, I have no idea. And I go, all right, well, I'm taking it. So I took it out of this box and I put it in my pocket and I walked out. So I stole something from Rev today. And what I stole was a compact disc, a sealed compact disc, not a Rev. Factory sealed. Factory sealed, entitled... Look at all the love we found. A tribute to Sublime. <laughs> Let me read you. And I and I stole it for two reasons. Avails on there, right? One main reason. Listen to this sound. Listen to this this track listing. Jack Johnson, Fishbone, track five. The reason why I wanted this. Avail performing Santeria. I don't know if you've heard this cover, but it's fucking awesome. I have not heard that. No doubt. Ziggins, Mike Watt, uh, Camper Van Beethoven, AWOL 1, Pennywise, and Los Lobos, and a few others. So this is factory sealed in a Digipack CD. <laughs> I'm opening it right here. This is the final box break of 2021. Here, look at all the love we found. A tribute to 
Sublime. So what you, what's your what's your take on um Sublime half? 2005. Um huh. when I was a kid it wasn't cuz you grew up in, you know. I grew up here in Orange County. I saw Sublime play in a skate shop in like 1994, 95 something like that in front of like 20 people. It wasn't cool to like Sublime when I was a kid. Only burnouts, stoners, and hippies like Sublime. It wasn't until much later on when I realized that he could play the guitar like a motherfucking riot that I developed a little bit of an appreciation for Sublime. Now, sometimes you'll catch me in my Toyota Prius driving up Pacific Coast Highway. Sun is up, windows are down, and I'm listening to Sublime. No fucks given. What's the record? What's the record? What's your go-to? 40 ounces of freedom. Yeah. I mean, I did not like them back then. Um, and what turned me around to them was the HR documentary. Uh-huh. And uh, they, yeah. they feature, they I, I remember feature, seeing that. They feature in it very heavily. And, like, you kind of see that they really did, even though they attracted some of the worst Yes, people, and I'm not usually a I hate their fans guy, but no, like their fan they, base was awful. They attract some of like the the awful. like the bottom the of dregs, the dregs, the dregs of society, yeah. man. <laughs> and so I wrote it off for a long time, but um, you know, they wrote really cool songs. Their influences were all like cool stuff, you know, yep. Minutemen and yep. and uh, you know, Bad Brains. Yeah. And I mean, they played Avail played with them here. In Southern yeah. California. Yeah, really. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, and they, um, um, yeah. And J- Jason Paul Leary from Butthole Surfers produced the the big hit album. Oh wow, which was also wild. Mm. Yeah. Um. Also, yeah. I've Bradley Knoll's grave is in a cemetery in my town. Uh, oh really? I live in, and I've I've seen it, and it's wild. There's like beer bottle caps and cigarette butts, and like people go there and visit and pour one out for him. You know, like. He's a he's a well-loved individual. I don't have that kind of reverence. Like I'm a casual listener. I'm not, I wouldn't even call myself a fan. I just think that they're okay. And I wouldn't turn it off in 2021. But so in you didn't buy that reissued tape? No. In 1995, yeah. I was like, this shit sucks. I I, I this yeah. is it for me. Uh, I do a, love that he says I can play the guitar like a motherfucking riot and then please he's like a, a guitar solo that like even I could probably pull off. Yeah, it's like that's awful. I was kind of surprised by all the HR stuff that happened with them. Yeah, that's all I know was. about them. How'd their singer die? Last thing we'll see on heroin. Heroin overdose. Oh, sucks. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah, he's like, like, like 27 years old, yeah. just like oh. everyone else. They were on the precipice oh. of like getting big. Yeah. What's crazy is he died before that album came out so he you know he never got to have any of the success like they did that warp tour Mm -hmm. and then i think he died and like the band still plays like they still go on they got a different singer they got like a couple offshoot bands and it just kind of never never was the same without him he really died in 27 also i think so i think so wow uh last thing and I have to say, today is, as I said, December 16th. You know, you know, Greg, I'm not a fan of, like, not milestone anniversaries, right? Yeah. Today's the 27th anniversary of this fucking shit album. Today's the 27th album anniversary of Daydream Nation or something <laughs> shit that nobody cares about. Listen, 
Today, 32 years ago today, Integrity played their first show with Judge in Detroit. And so if it's something you like, it's okay. No, I'm not saying it's okay. Honest. I'm just saying this it's relative because Judge is a rev band and Integrity are my friends. Dwid just texted me the flyer. It's actually pretty humorous because whoever made the flyer spelled Integrity wrong. <laughs> so how? Two T's. I think Judge Integrity, greedy, like integrity, 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 the Philly, the Philly version. Bradley Noel was 28. Uh, I'm looking at his wiki page. He died May 25th, 1996. Um, And the Sublime album, the one that was like the big one, the the self-titled. It looks like that was released. on July 30th of 20 or 1996. So I like two months. I like integrity so much more than I like sublime. This is true. Okay. So listen on a scale of pick one. Okay. Sublime integrity judge judge. Oh dude. You know where I'm going? Integrity. Yeah. Same judge Ooh, you guys are you guys are, sorry, you guys are crazy dude, i fucking love humanity as the devil mm. and so i love those who fear tomorrow judge and i love seasons in the size of days that's three and i haven't even dug into the deep into the later releases yeah, that, the way i should deep cuts that's not even deep cuts that's just yeah. fan favorites yep judge anyway oh. let's 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 get into the the meat of the episode what are we here today to talk about jason do you even know i don't know I think, I think we're just talking about uh, the, year, the year in review. Year in review. Right? Like MTV used to do the year in rock. Remember mm-hmm. that? Yeah, we, uh, I loved MTV. Hey, and Kurt Loder is 76 years old. I saw that. What in the fuck, dude? So, so that means that like when he was like in the 90s, he was older than all of us now. Wow, that's so crazy, man. Yeah. He was our Tom Brokaw. So you let's know. see, 20, 2021, wild year, yeah, a, a little more eventful than, than 2020 when I we think started. 2020 was uh, like kind of a wash. I mean, there's that meme is going around where it's like, hey, 2019 was three years ago. Like, that's pretty wild to think because yeah. we started this show in 2020, 2019, yeah. 2020, 2020. 2020 um july so we, look you took lemons and you made lemonade that's right you I, gave us I something know. to do hey you gave me lemons and i threw them at cars <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so let's see so so i mean there were some shows some shows got canceled or moved mm-hmm. or whatever like there was a lot of stuff that um you know like bands that were scheduled for 2020 that Instead of scheduling for 2021, they went out to 2022, like Rage Against the Machine, um, um, Goo Goo Dolls, Bikini Kill, like a lot of stuff that just they just didn't even bother with 2021. Yo, the, the festival, Fuji. the festival lineup for 2022 is looking pretty fucking crazy. Which There's one's that? So many things pos- oh, popping festi- up. So many festivals. festivals popping up that are just like crazy lineups what's you know? the big one that's going to be out there i can't i can't remember the name of it the one that was going to have morrissey and the cure and that the, uh, and cruel world i think yeah, right? is it called world? cruel world and that's yeah. still scheduled for 2022 I, I don't know and then 
that uh this ain't no picnic just popped up and that's the one with like la tigra and lcd sound system and idols and like turnstile and a bunch of things okay um i don't know here's the thing i i don't think that i'm going to attend these festivals a i have a hard time paying 300 dollars for a ticket uh because then if me and my wife go that's a thousand dollar day you know what i mean that's including food and parking and not working and this and that. And I just don't think that's really worth it. I'd rather spend a hundred dollars to see one of those bands that I really like, which I've, you know, we'll, we'll get into, but that, that's kind of where I, I've been at with spending my time and my money uh, for live music experience. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how all of this shapes out because when you have... Sh- Fests like Coachella. Coachella has two weekends. It's the same lineup, two weekends, basically. And then in the middle, bands will play venues in surrounding area, Inland Empire, LA. So like the year that Pulp played uh, Coachella, they did a show in, in like a 500 cap room or something like that. You know what I mean? And Mel and Sebastian, I fucking do. Yeah, I didn't know that. I, 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 I have to sadly say that I didn't attend the Pulp concert. It sold out too quickly. Um, and then there's a venue out there called Pappy and Harriet's that I attended this year. That's just like literally a half an hour outside of a desert town in the middle of the fucking desert with a stage, with a cool stage. And like, so big bands will play there, brand new Modest Mouse, you know, bands of this nature and um, very interesting stuff. So it's, it, I got to keep an eye on who's playing outside of these festivals. Cause a lot of them will have like, Hey, if you're playing this fest, you can't play on the West coast for six months yeah. before or after. So we'll do they do, do they do secret shows? Do they do last minute underneath a different band name type Maybe. shows? Yeah. Okay. I mean, they should. If There's festivals like that doesn't appeal to me either. Uh-huh. That's like a Jason. Jason would drive like four hours to a festival <laughs> by himself with like a yeah. little, styrofoam, little styrofoam cooler with some I mean, I've, I've done those like almonds I agree with in you. it. <laughs> like, uh, some yeah. almonds and like some fuck yeah fest in LA. Or I used to attend Warp Tour pretty often. Um, How about once? Uh, but, uh, you know, I think now it could be because I'm older. It could just be because I'm a little bit choosier of how I spend my time, maybe both. But I'm I'm just not as excited. I see these these festival lineups, and I'm like, oh, there's ten bands I want to see, but that's probably not enough to sway me because of all yeah. the other extenuating circumstances. Smaller shows are always better. If, there, yeah. if, if there's an artist that's going to play some festival, but they're going to play the 9:30 Club, which is probably 1500. Uh huh. I'll go to the yeah. 9:30 Club. I'll make the two-hour drive. Yeah. Uh, Greg, what was your your first gig back in 2021? Uh, well, the first live music I saw was when I went to the Bitter Branches music video shoot. They played oh. one song over and over, but um, and even that was wild just because it was like it had been a year and a half since I'd seen you know loud, <clears throat> loud guitars and a f- full drum set. But the first show back in full was uh Bob Mould at Union Transfer here in Philadelphia. Um, and Bob was very the show was great first off it was it felt really good um i felt comfortable you know it was vaccination required 
masks. Like he was very, you know, I mean, he's older too. Like he doesn't want to get sick, you know, like he's a 60 year old guy. Yeah. 61, actually 61. Um, he didn't want to get sick. So he made, you know, he even requested to people like wear masks, you know, everybody had masks on. Cause it was still kind of early on. Um, but like even the band, like they, like he was saying they were getting tested, I think every two days and like he wore a mask until he went out onto the stage and took it off. Cause you know, he was walking by crew members and everything, but, um, he played a blistering great set, some Husker do songs, little, little bit of sugar and a bunch of his like merge records era solo. It was like awesome. a best of Bob mold set. Yeah, like when, cool. when you go to see him now, like he mainly just plays. He's had a string of albums on Merge with this band that has the drummer John Worcester from Super Chunk and uh, Jason Arduce. He's had these two guys with him for the past 10 years and they've just put out like banger after banger. So yeah, it was fun. Um, those kind of shows I feel all right at. Jason, what about you? The first show I saw back was the Queen of Bounce, Big Frida. Mm -hmm. And it was too much. Mm. It was too much too soon. I went out with a friend, kept our masks on. We were the only people that had our masks on mm -hmm. for the entire show. And it just felt like a little too soon. But the first hardcore show that I saw back was the, <laughs> the Dead Heat, Mind Force. Oh, I can't remember who else played, but it was a stacked lineup. But I went to go see Dead Heat because I love that LP. I stayed for their set, and I didn't feel fully comfortable, so I headed out. And then it was three days later, and I came down with the Delta variant. That is so wild. I came for the Dead Heat. <laughs> I'm not saying. I, it's, I uh, it's hard to say. It, it is hard to say. It's hard to say if I got it at the show, but sure. I definitely got it. The well, week that I saw the, that show. The thing Could've is. Been at Wawa. Yeah, you know, I, that's what I always say. I'm like, hey, it could have been when you're at the show with a bunch of people, or it could have been when you're at the supermarket picking up yeah. pop tarts because the last asshole coughed <laughs> and all over, the, you know, all the pop tarts. You know, who knows? But I will say that in Jason's defense, when there was this period of time where it seemed like oh, this is over in July, yeah, and that was when a lot of this happened. When they were basically like, if you're vaccinated, just Go about your daily routine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's not like he was throwing caution into the wind and just like, and he still were cautious. Yeah, I but, kept the mask on for that show too. Yeah. Right. But it was definitely at a diff different time. Like it wasn't in, you know, now, December. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I, I just went to that circle jerks, negative approach, municipal waste show, and I double masked and kind of chilled. Still got COVID. No, I'm good. <laughs> 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 but I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's hard, but I will say that shows for me at least feel a little different after yeah. the pandemic. I'd hate yeah. to say it. I still, well, I'm go ahead. I was just going to say like, for me, it's like, you know, it's like with anything, when you stop doing it regularly, it's always weird. Like you kind of get used to not doing yeah. it. Yeah. Like say you, jog every day and then you stop for a couple days and then it turns into a couple weeks and it turns into a couple months yeah. like you get used to not doing it and that's kind of how it was with shows i was just kind of used to like okay like i'm not doing it and then when when you go now it's just you never 
even though it's a small worry, like I never worried about like bringing home <laughs> sickness to myself yeah. or my family before it was just like, my biggest worry was, do I have the money to get a ticket? Um, and am I going to get home super late? That's going to screw me over for work the next day. Like that was it. Like they're normal worries. And now it's like, am I going to get fucking sick? and get my family sick or get somebody else sick. And that's what sucks. But when you have a show like the Bob Mould, or I felt good at the quicksand I went to um, and Dinosaur Jr., those kind of shows, I'm cool. I've talked about it with you guys off recording, but the hardcore shows here, I'm not, I don't really feel like it wasn't, Cause it was just a bunch of people, just sweaty people, just like, you know, packed tight, not ready for that. Yeah. So I've, I've left now to, yeah, you gotta <laughs> be comfortable Two shows. Cause what's the point, right? If you're not enjoying it, if you don't feel comfortable, what's the point? But then I went to see field day and that was fine. But again, that was a different, that wasn't people like it wasn't our dear friend Balaram Shakti, like doing spin kicks and like, you know, sweating all over the place it was just like a bunch of other old people in a small little bar yeah did they ask for proof of vax or no because the dead heat show they were not doing proof of vax just yet Uh but then they started to but i don't really feel safer with that well no because that's not how the thing works but it's like you know it's kind of thing where it's like we could we could go you can kind of go on about it and i don't really you know, I don't have much else to say on my end about it. Just like hardcore shows to me. I just, I mean, you know, the the whole reason that it's a hardcore show is the interaction, right? Like to me, like even now, like at 40, you know, when I would go to a hardcore show, I'm not going to waste my time going if I'm going to stand in the back because it's just the bands, they don't. You know, even if they sound good, it's kind of, I'll be like, why aren't I just watching this on YouTube? So I like to go up front. I'm not a stage diver, but I like to go up front and experience it. And if I get like, you know, elbowed and so be it, I don't really care if I get dove on and stuff. And um, I'll feel more like, oh, that was awesome because I was up experiencing it. And I'm not ready to do that with hardcore. Whereas, like I said, Dinosaur Jr., it was all the way up front. I felt comfortable. But also, maybe I just got used to not doing it, and I'm just yeah. kind of like old and just like I want to just sit home and play Mario Party. I don't yeah, know. my first show back was Cold Cave. It oh, was, nice. um, I think it was my first show back. I think it was too. From and um, us talking, yeah, and that was at a. There was like 1,200 people there. I think it was already asking for vaccinations. I don't remember, but everyone they were kind of strict about masks and this is like cold cave so there's nobody really moshing or stage diving and we just put ourselves in a place at the venue where there was nobody within like you know three four five feet of me and i think the strangest thing for me was walking around that many people it had been so long since i walked through a crowd with a mask on and it was like dark and it was just like 
reintroducing my like re-socializing myself to to an area and and that like I felt physically dizzy because of that I didn't feel uncomfortable or unsafe I just was like whoa this is a strange sensation that I'm that I'm re-experiencing you bring up a good point because I think a lot of it was for me is also I mean I'm a person that I'll freely admit like I I suffer from I wouldn't say suffer but I have anxiety and I have depression and you know all kinds of crazy shit going on in my head always and when I was at these certain shows it was almost like part of it I think the ones that I left um was just because I was just anxious because I hadn't been in a situation like that in like two years yeah and it just didn't feel like you got so used to like you know just being at home and or even if you're doing things, you're going outside. So it's like you're just like you know, I was I went outside all during the pandemic, taking walks and things like that. And but um, it felt like I felt weird mentally as well. Like yeah. it wasn't just physically. I just felt like you know. Well, what I noticed is it seems that not everyone else didn't. Not everyone else seemed uncomfortable. Everyone else seemed comfortable to me. I felt same that I was the uncomfortable one and everyone else was going around, you know, acting the same way that they would pre pandemic. Right. And that kind of weirded me out. And like, when I went to the show that I, one of the shows I left, I was, um, it was, uh, a show here. I mean, you guys know, but it was follow was out here mm-hmm. and I wanted to hang out with him and I did, and it was awesome. And, you know, we went and got dinner at primary. We had to try primary that we talked about. Um, that I can't wait to take Javier there at some yeah. point, even Jason. Um, but uh, we went, and then when we got to the show, it was just like, yeah, it was just like nobody, like they did check Vax cards, which I thought was cool, um, you know, for, you know, I thought it was cool. They they checked, they checked the ID. Um, you know, I know some people don't think that's cool. I'm not here to argue about it. Just it is what it, it is. It feel better. Yeah, but yeah. then I went in, nobody had a mask on. I had a mask. And this place, Kung Fu Necktie, it's, like, small. And it was yeah. packed because it was Zulu, Soul Glow, uh, I think Buggin', Move, Action News. Like, a pretty stacked bill for, you know, hardcore music. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't too familiar with any of the bands. But I went because I was like, oh, this would be cool to see some, like, newer bands and hang out with my friend. And I just didn't feel comfortable and I wasn't able to see. And yeah, you do get to the point where you're like, it's like, I'm 40 years old. Like, I don't have to stand here and not see and feel uncomfortable. Like, I'm an autonomous being. Like, I was like, <laughs> I can go home. <laughs> so, I, and like, so I was just like, I saw action. No, I listened to action news. They were cool. And then I went home. Um, if it was like, you know, but again, it's like priorities, right? Like if it was like Dinosaur Jr., I would have fucking stayed and I would have tried to find a way to see. No disrespect to these bands, but it's like if it was something I was really passionate about, I maybe wouldn't have felt as weird. But if it was a small venue like that and people were still packed in? Because it wouldn't have been like people were like moshing and like, like stuff. You know what I mean? Like, okay, so. I went to see idols three times. 
We went to see them on Halloween at Pappy and Harriet's. We went to see them the day after at the Glass House. And then we went to see them the next Friday at the Fonda. I didn't wear a mask. I moshed and I walked on people's heads at all three shows. Damn. I felt like I was doing something dangerous, not necessarily wrong, but I felt like, hey, I'm like, uh, I mean, I guess at any punk show, you could, you could get stabbed, you could get hit with a blowtorch, you could get stage dived on and break your neck, you could slip on someone's beer and fall, you could get punched in the throat. All of these have happened to me, by the way. Uh, you get maced, hit with brass knuckles. Like, there's an element of danger. This was kind of inserting myself into that dangerous uh, territory. It was worth it because you love that band. I love that you band. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I had COVID. I'm vaccinated. Yeah, you had it double early. Double vaccinated. Yeah. I was told by... My nurse, my, my doctor slash nurse, there's a very, very low chance that I could get COVID again because of my circumstances. So there's that. Second, they were checking vaccinations at all of these, all of these things. Now that's not to say you can't get around it or whatever, but I'm guess that I'm being naive perhaps and entering into this social contract with this 500 other people who are being forthcoming about their vaccination status or not. And that's just the the uh, the dice that I'm willing to roll. But it's also risk versus reward, right? Absolutely. Like it's like it's like so that's what I'm saying is in that if it was the same venue and it was, you know, like I said, Dinosaur Jr. Or like what sand. if what if Lifetime had played at Kung Fu Necktie? Exactly. I would have probably worn the mask and just been like, okay. At the end of the day, I mean, granted, I don't want anybody to get sick. Sure. But at the end of the day, if I'm going to be sick, I'd rather be like, man, I fucking got this. I went out Watching, in a blaze of glory. Yeah. Like, yeah. I saw, New you know, Brunswick basement. <laughs> right. Not like I watched some bands that I don't really listen to. I was there for a friend. Sure. Again, no disrespect to those bands. But the other thing is, is everyone's circumstances are different. Everybody has different people, you know, that are high risk that they could bring in home. Like I have family members in my house that are high risk. Uh -huh. um, and we don't have anywhere to quarantine. We have one bathroom. So it's like if somebody's sick, we're screwed. Where some people can be like, oh, you have COVID. Well, I'm going to go stay with my parents. I'm going to take the kids. I'm going to stay at my mom's house until, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like we don't have that. So I, I have to, you know, whatever. But we're all vaccinated. And uh, I just get so, and then here we are talking about it, but I don't know about you guys, but I'm like, I'm so tired of, you know, hearing about it, whether it's just anti-vax, pro like, I'm just so tired of hearing the way that it. I, the way that I feel in going into 2022 is that's, that's absolutely right. Like, I'm tired of hearing both sides of it. And I, and, and I'm tired of the arguing on both sides about it. And I've been on one side of that argument. But at this point now, going on two years later, 
it's like we got to keep moving forward. Yeah. That's the way that I, I know I'm done. Talk, ar- I'm done arguing. Yeah, and, and we talked in our group chat, like, oh, do you think that this is going to get canceled? This tour is going to get canceled. I think that people will have to decide individually if it if a like Poison the Well just had to bow out of playing two shows. They had three shows. A band member got COVID. They had to pull out of the yep, show. I think that's what we're going to see. That's unfortunate and really, really, you know, a hard thing. But that's what we're going to see. Or yep. Full of Hell was just supposed to go on tour with Wolves in the Throne Room. They just canceled the whole tour. That was going to be like their first tour back in, you know, two years. And the whole thing got canceled. Yep. So, I think it's going to be down to the individuals. Yeah. Meaning, you know, when I went to field day, I was talking with a friend of Jason's, uh, a patron of ours, a friend of ours. So, you know what? They're a friend of mine now, too. Nice dude, Shay, uh, who plays guitar in Field Day, Indecision Records alumni. He was yeah. Faded Gray, just a super nice dude. I was so glad to meet him finally. And he was saying that, like, what it, what's happening, and I've heard this elsewhere because Jeff from Bitter Branches told me the same thing, that people are buying tickets, especially for, like, small shows. You're buying a ticket it's $15. The show's in three months, right? You pay your 15 bucks. I mean, I did that for Mac from super chunk. And then I didn't really feel like going and you're just kind of like, Hey, it's 15 bucks. These people haven't worked some, in some cases in a year, year and a half, like whatever, like have my 15 bucks. So, you know, he said that like they sold X amount of tickets for a show and half of the amount of people ended up showing up people just buy the tickets and just again for whatever reason whether they are being socially responsible and saying fuck man i don't feel well i'm not going to go or if they're afraid or whatever and yeah i think that's how it's like i don't think there's going to be you know some kind of like where everything is just shutting down but i do think there are going to be bands where it's like we're going to move you know we're going to move this out or cancel or postpone or whatever. I mean, Dinosaur Jr. did it for the first half of yeah, they this did. tour because when things were looking really dicey. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's the kind of thing where I'm, I'm genuinely just, you turn on the TV, you know, or whatever. Like I talked to you guys, I said, I, I uninstalled Facebook from my phone because I'm just tired of just scrolling and seeing just arguments from people. And it's like people I like people I, you know, care for and they have terrible trash opinions and beliefs and giving out misinfo. And I just, I don't want to see it anymore. All I can do at this point is protect myself, protect my family, do the right thing. And (laughs) I don't really know what else to do. I can't for anybody at this point, they're not changing their mind. Yeah. 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 So I, I suggest, um, and this is not always effective, but I suggest finding a close friend, a confidant who is a medical professional that you trust and getting your information straight from them rather than the news. I spent a long time getting a lot of my news from vice. And I just noticed in the past week or two that a lot of their headlines are very fear inducing. Yeah. And I just, I, I don't need that right now. No. And I'm not anti MSM. I'm not anti whatever. I just, I, I got to be a little bit more choosy about what I put into 
to my consciousness and to fill my bucket with. No, and, I, um, I feel you. And one of those things that I've been doing that with is by podcasting and listening to podcasts. I know that Jason's a big podcast listener. Do you like that segue oh, yes. to get out of the out, get out of the COVID talk and start talking I, I about podcasts? I got one last thing before we get out of the COVID talk, kick it, kick but it. it's getting out of the COVID talk. Yeah, sure. You were talking about the Idol show. Yeah. Is that the type of atmosphere that the Idol show is? Is yes. are people going crazy? Oh my like god! That? Yo, explain it to me because okay, when I listen so, to it, I like the new LP and I thought it was yeah. cool, but I don't picture people going ape shit when that um, at a show. Yeah. So the new album Crawler, I don't think that it's for new listeners necessarily. I think that it's for people that are already fans. Ultra Mono, I would that would be that. Ultramono and the live album are what I would give to people who are just w- wanting to experience the band. Some of their older stuff, I mean, they're the, some press will call them a punk band. We listen to it and we hear like, this is not punk, like post-punk at best. Yes. On, on their hardest songs or maybe like post-punk influenced. I hear Fugazi in there sometimes. I hear a lot of Gang of Four in there. Yeah, I, I hear like Aphex Twin in there. But their It's lyrics, very English. Very English. Uh, their lyrics and their message are kind of what sets them apart from other bands. And that's one of the reasons why my wife and my kid are so into it. I've never been to a concert and did like a 360 look around and seen more women jumping around, having fun and feeling like they were in a safe place. Um, they're very like, you've never seen Paramore then. I, I mean, little girls in a, in a warp tour mosh pit is a different thing, but, uh, Fair. but, but idols is very like uh, inclusive. And so I think that it, they feel like a safe space for whatever race, class, gender, uh, sexual orientation, whatever you are, you're accepted there. Their motto is literally all is love. That's like their thing. Like we, we love you guys and, or we love y'all and come and party with us. So it's not moshing. Like there's no windmills, there's a big windmill. It's, it's kind of more like a pogo slash push. Yeah, I like that. Jumping that's around. I, like I don't. I, I know. I feel like it sounds makes it sound old, but like to me, that's cool. Like I don't like that. Was the other thing I went. And it's like I don't like the whole spin kicking and crowd. Yeah, no, no. Or whatever I, I didn't feel like I was gonna catch a fist into my teeth at this. Yeah. I wouldn't expect that when I listen to idols. Yeah. At it's, all. It's more like it's yeah, it's more like jumping up and down, pogoing, like bouncing into each other. Kind of like a like a nineties Jane's addiction show. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, okay. see, I love yeah. I love that. But yeah, I will great. say Javier made a mix that I'm sure he can pop in the Discord. Oh yeah. And I was yeah, pleasantly surprised. I I really enjoyed it. I would listen again. I may take a deeper dive. Um they're they're cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess is this a good time to talk about? And I'll start with you, Hav. Do you have do you have one of the uh, proverbial like top fives for the year? Yeah, actually, I've been working on that for the past few days because uh, our friends over at Sex and Glue, which is a podcast slash zine, um, I've been a guest on the podcast a couple of times. I just recorded an episode. Okay, so this year they went through the Converge discography, 
And so they did every album. And I was a guest on Axe to Fall, which I think is their best album. And then he asked me to be back on, they're doing the same thing through the ceremony discography right now. And which so they asked me, they asked me to be a guest on the six, six cover songs record oh even nice. though i asked to do the zoo episode because that's my favorite con- or ceremony record oddly i like that one also but the six cover songs was uh was what they threw me in um which contains one of what i think is the only seven good pixie songs nimrod's son <laughs> Bob, come on. Did you say that just to piss me and Greg off? <laughs> okay, so I'm good at Spotify playlists. Greg just said I made a, a, a 21 song idols playlist that I really had to work to narrow down. Dude, it, it was this I'm gonna I'm gonna puff you up a bit here. I could tell listening, this was not like a hodgepodge. Uh I'm just gonna throw hey, I like that. Like it was it was a journey. There was, there was a flow. Yeah. yeah, there was a journey. So I made a playlist of what I thought are the the playlist is literally called the only Pixie songs that I like, and it's seven songs long. And oh, I was talking about the idols. Pixie's one would have been the Pixie's one is fucking Alec Eiffel on that. Where is it? Send it to me right now. What? Dude. So anyway, they asked me to do a best of list for the zine. So I've been working on it. And as of right now, my uh I have six six releases for my top of 2021 idols crawler because i have a two tied for number one idols crawler is number one uh the rest are not in order cold cave fate and seven lessons uh gate creeper and unexpected reality spectral wound a diabolic thirst poison ruin self-titled Full of Hell, Garden of Burning Apparitions. And then I think I might put Show Me the Body uh, Survival EP on there as well. Um, I, I, I will have to go through any other records that I or, or tapes that I bought this year. Maybe the um, Kufar Minority Report 2. I'm trying not to do like reissues because there was a lot of really good reissues this year. Oh, yeah. Integrity had a, a, a slew of good reissues. Um, but it's funny, I keep seeing everybody else's best of lists and I'm like, I know this isn't that that's not on my list. Like, I, I could probably guess most of your lists right now, both of you. Uh, uh, Turnstile yeah, glow. Let Jason on. go next. Turnstile glow on. I'm I'm for real uh, making my list right now. Quicksand. Okay, do you want me to go? I'm ready. Quicksand. No, uh, let me the, go. The new one. Hey, don't don't guess. <laughs> uh, well, you know me. I'm, yo. I'm the prop comic, so I got my props ready. Uh, I dug my shit ready. out. Yeah, I dug I dug the records out because I actually went by. Ones that I actually, if I was invested enough to get the record. Right. So there's a lot of records. Like I texted you guys about Glitterer yesterday. And if I yes, would have I've... sat, if I would have sat with that record more in 2021, that would for sure be on my list. But I keep forgetting to listen to them. Every yeah. time I put it on, I'm like, yo, this shit is awesome. Yeah. I and agree. then and then I forget about it. I um so while Jason, you're making yours, I'll give I have some runners up that aren't here mm-hmm. that were yeah. ones I just don't have physical of either because like something like the glitter where mm-hmm. I just kind of forgot, sad to say, or just yeah. never got around it. Like I really liked the Angel Dust record. 
but yeah, I, don't, so I don't have the physical um failure like in december put out a new album but like the vinyl isn't until the spring um the, i thought the, the godhead demo i'm a big fan of that oh yeah that record that, was great that doesn't have any you know physical release um and then i actually today my friend sent me a link to a band called dry cleaning have you ever heard of this band from no. the uk no. and he sent me a song and at first i was like what the fuck is this it's like post-punkish uh you know the singer she like talk sings like it's so weird and then by the end i was like i bought the record like i was like oh because he was telling me this is the best record of the year and i was like all right i gotta hear this song and i was like the video is really cool so I bought the record and I actually got a ticket to see them at the, they're playing the church, which I never really liked to go to the church. They're playing there in May. They're on 4AD, speaking of the Pixies. Um, Jason, I think you might like it, but it was like weird. We're like stuff like, stuff like that. I'll send the link in, in the chat. Um, but yeah, they're called dry cleaning. So the record comes tomorrow. So for all I know, like I, I said, well, I really like this song. I'm not going to stream it. When I get the record, that's how I'm going to listen to it for the first time. But I still, I got the ticket to the show. Uh, I think it was like 20 bucks. And I was like, because I know my luck is it'll sell out and then whatever. But I want to hear Jason's. Because Jason, uh, Jason's the guy where each record that came out, he'd say, this is the best thing this year. This is the best <laughs> thing this year. <laughs> I The way I listen to records is I normally get something and then I get excited about it. And then I just kind of play it nonstop. And then I stop listening to it after a few months. So that's what I did with a lot of the releases, and that's why I had a hard time narrowing down what would be my list in this five minutes that we talked about creating a list. <laughs> but, uh, Hob, I would imagine you're going to be right on with a lot of your picks of what you think is going to be on my list. Um, so, number one, Quicksand, Distant Populations. Listen to it today. Love it. Awesome LP. Awesome Quicksand LP. Not just for 2021, but, like, in the future... I'm going to play this quicksand record, you know, and that's the mark of a good record. That's why I don't love end of year list because I don't know if in two years I'm going to go back and say, I love these records still, but I'm pretty confident that distant populations I'll be putting on regular rotation on long drives two shows to DC and back putting on distant populations. LP number two, no surprise. Seth Meyers favorite glow on by turnstile. Just a cool record, fun band. It's awesome to see people from the area blowing up and the excitement for them. I got to see them live. You really have to see it live to get it. And it was cool. It's a good show. Number three, no surprise to Hob, I'm sure. Donda by Kanye West. I'm a fan. It was an insane rollout and silly to watch and just a spectacle. But I'll remember that as one of the records that came out in 2021. Dinosaur Jr., Sweep It Into Space, I'm sure is on Greg's list. Maybe a contender for number one. And then uh, for for the number five, we can do EPs. Sure. Yeah, whatever you want, dude. Releases. Uh, place to, Let's just say releases. Okay. A Place to Bury Strangers. Mm. They came up with the EP called Hologram. It's it's just a cool what record. The cold it's Cave. Band, when it came out, you, you told me The Cold Cave was the Yo, album of the year. I put it right next to that, the two runner-ups I have. Cold Cave, Fate and Seven Lessons, and unfortunately, this year, Dan Sartain passed. 
So anybody that's listening, check out Dan Sartain. He came up with a new uh, OP. Yeah, called, I saw uh, that. Yeah. Arise. I think it's called Arise Sartain Rise. I ordered the vinyl. It's downstairs. But you should listen to Too Tough to Live. It's not 2021, but it's an awesome record. Sorry so, to hear. That sucks. Yeah. yeah I, I think it's interesting what you said. I think about a lot of these lists. And I would say this time I did less. But it would say when I do a top 10 or a 20, five Ooh, of those records carry on. Yeah, 20 is excessive, man. Yeah. Um, dude, there's people that do like 50 or 100. I don't Ugh, know how. No. But um, I saw, you know, these, you get these like memories, social media. Uh, I have Time Hop. Yeah. And it showed me my 2015, and I laid out all these records and took a picture. And I was like, I don't even own half of these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's not that they're bad, but I was just like, oh, yeah, I don't need this. But mine, um, like I said, I chose what I have physical releases of. I consider it a top five because I have two tied for number one because I really can't decide. And I've played them both like more than any other person and i own them on multiple formats and multiple pressings because i just liked them that much so i guess these are kind of in order um this is the surprise dark horse for me but i've played oh, the shit yeah. out of it. this uh, ice burn uh, on southern lord um it's super heavy it's cool um i don't want to say background music but like you can just kind of put it on and just chill but there's so there's like riffs on top of riffs um the production's great uh it was you know, Andy Patterson, who was a guest on the pod and from State of the Nation, he uh, produced it with Gentry. And um, it's awesome. It's more, it's not as wild as like the Metatavolutions and stuff. It's more in line with the earlier kind of just riff based, but uh, longer songs. So there's that. And then speaking of riffs, we have Melvin's Working With God. This is actually the they they this is the iteration of the Melvins called Melvins 1983 because um, the original lineup had this guy Mike Dillard on drums and then Matt Lucan from Mud Honey played bass but Matt Lucan is not with them anymore so what happens is when they do these Melvins 83 records they've done a one or two I think. Uh, this might be the first time they did a full album. I could be wrong. The Melvins have so many fucking albums. Um, but they have Dale Crover play bass. And it's, uh, it's a Melvins record. A lot of riffs, but there's a lot of humor. Like the first song is called I Fuck Around. And it's just them doing Beach Boys' I Get Around, but just making like everywhere fuck. Um, but it's like funny. But there's a lot of riffs. And... Um, they also put out an acoustic album this year that the vinyl won't come out till next year. So that'll probably be on my list for next year. Then I got distant population, uh-huh. uh, quicksand. Jason kind of said everything that I would say about it. It was um, interiors grew on me, but it took a long time. This one was absolutely immediate. On hearing it, I was like, uh, the day it came out, I played it about eight or nine times on Spotify. Um, it's great. That's about it for that. Um, then I have Turnstone. This is number two. Could have been close to number one. I mean, it's... Jason kind of said everything to say about it. I just think this, 
because I love Bad Brains quickness and eye against eye and that more groove based stuff. I just feel like Turnstile, uh, they nail it. I was not a fan of the band when they first came out. I was kind of like, whatever, um, this isn't for me. And then around the time of nonstop feeling, I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. But I feel like this is really what they, like, this is like what they're supposed to sound like. I feel like nonstop feeling and time and space had hints of the greatness that is on this one, if that makes sense. Like sometimes it would almost sound like a hodgepodge of stuff, but it worked. But like, to me, this is still cohesive, even though there's all kinds of different sounds on it. Um, I love it. I don't get tired of it. And then finally, my number one tied. This is like an old man list for sure. Fuck it, but I'm an old man. Teenage fan club. Oh, I forgot about Dinosaur, Teenage fan club. Dinosaur Jr. Bands that have been basically around for over 30 years that are still putting out great stuff. Like, I think this Dinosaur Jr. is their best in years, but I thought that about the I last agree. one. And because honestly, I just think they put out, they always put out quality. Um, they, I don't think Dinosaur Jr. have a bad record, um, but I just think this one is one I just kept revisiting, uh, sweep it into space. The Teenage Fan Club, it was sort of like uh, one of these things where I had low expectations because um, you know they're a band with three primary songwriters, and one of them, Gerald Love, he left. So I was kind of skeptical of this one. Uh, endless arcade, but it's really great. And um, I've played it so much. I got the cassette, I got the CD. Um, and you sure uh, they didn't have the shirt. shirts, uh, they didn't have the it. shirt for that. I got a shirt, but but um, you know, big teenage fan club fan, um, great band. And this record kind of made me both the dinosaur junior and the teenage fan club made me kind of fall in love with them all over again and like bring them up into the echelon of like favorite groups which is i mean that's all you can ask for from like a legacy act doing a new record yeah so you think in the future dinosaur jr is going to play songs from that record you know you see dinosaur jr five years from now do you think yeah. they're going to play songs off that because i don't think that they're going to play songs off of give a glimpse of what you're not they didn't when i saw them yeah when you saw them but that yeah, record's good the new one is good enough i think, I they're think still this gonna play new songs one i think there's it. about three three or four that'll be set mainstays i think so too Another one I forgot from my list is a band called Gigi King, singer of the Carbona's new band. They had an LP called Remain Intact. I played that shit a lot. And Hav, you mentioned integrity. Let's give it each give like two minutes on some reissues. What were the integrity reissues? Uh, closure. <clears throat> Saw a reissue, which is kind of a lost, lost uh, record. Um, even uh, Howling for the Nightmare Shall Consume got a reissue to die for just got a vinyl reissue um they did put out a split seven inch with nothing where they cover each other's songs both yeah. of those songs are amazing and i'm kind of bummed because nothing the great dismal gets a lot got so much play for me this year but it came out in october yeah. of uh 2020 Oh, you know what else is on probably on my uh, on my top list here? Taylor Swift, Red, Taylor's version. The Taylor version. Okay, yeah, that, uh, that's a kind I of. I actually, 
been playing that quite a lot. Uh, I bought it for my wife on vinyl, and I put it on on uh, you know when we eat dinner and and play 133 quite a bit. Uh, yeah, the chopped and screwed version. Mm-hmm. It's Jason, actually really, it's actually really good. The the acoustic songs. There's like a 10 minute long song on it. There's some. It's got hot tracks. I'm not gonna lie. Me? Uh, I'm for reissues? Yeah, you have any cool ones? Of course. One up, many miles long. The discography. Thank you. Hey, that's got some hot tracks, too. It's it does. Got, it's got... Uh, it felt like such... It was just so fun to do that for me because, like, to work with Jason, to work with Joe at Hellminded, to hopefully work with Hav with Contraband to get the cassette mm-hmm. um, out there. But, like, I mean... To have people like I felt like we always had sorry for anybody like Don. I never was really happy with a lot of our merch designs and stuff. So to have this thing where like the record, so many people hitting me up like, dude, the record looks really great, was awesome. Like I didn't even care about the sound. Like just like I wanted it to look cool and it looked super cool. And um I was stoked on that. Um and like you know, the mastering and everything that Len uh, Carmichael did at Landmine Studios, um, you know, he did a great job. And then just Joe with getting it out there was stoked on that. Um, I guess because I was, was going to be, I was going to, you know, say I was just proud of that as, a, as yeah, an issue. But, absolutely. Um, you know, Discord did this thing. I realized I was thinking about this where for the Bandcamp Friday, but these don't really even count as reissues, I guess, but they would do like colored vinyl. And they did it almost every month. And I really, I did the, I was, did the counting and it was like, they did nine LPs this year, like of like, you know, represses with a different color. Um, and I, I got them because Discord stuff's cheap. I guess they yeah, reissues. Like I was stoked that REM did the New Adventures in Hi-Fi because that's a very hard record to find on vinyl. They did a really beautiful job. I got the limited color. Um, replacements did that. Sorry, Ma box oh, set. Oh, you're thing. right. They did. Um, which I'm admitting here on the recording. You bought it. I actually haven't listened to it, and I bought it. Oh, you should fucking listen to it. Like I haven't. And like cool. no, I don't even know why. Because I, I love that album. I just yeah. For whatever reason, I haven't listened to it. Like period. Like on Spotify. The last two that came out, I played them on Spotify, and this one, I don't know what it, for whatever reason, just, you know, I kind of forgot it came out, I bought it, um, you know, Sloan did the hardcore LP that was cool, and they did a B-Sides volume two that was cool, um, and the Discord box set, but I guess that won't be till next year. Uh, yep. We can do that for 2022. Yep. Oh, with the Satiate LP, they just did a reissue of that by Avail. I saw that. That's oh, recent. That's Avails, as of last man. week. Uh, it's a cool one. It's got I've got good memories of it. It's not my favorite one either, but I, like I think that. that was my introduction to Avail. Yeah. Same here. I remember I bought the CD on Lookout, like the reissue. It was uh-huh. like with the white cover. Yeah. And because I bought Dixie first and I loved Dixie because uh-huh. 4 a.m. Yeah. Friday wasn't even out. And I literally bought it because you know they were supposed to do a split with Rancid. Mm. Okay. Did you know about this? I didn't know that. No. So they were they were supposed to do a split seven inch with Rancid. Lookout pressed up like labels, like the center labels, because I used to have a bunch of them. Whoa. Like, they would send them with orders. Now I'm like, mm-hmm. I wish I had. I could probably eBay gold. And I think what happened is Epitaph were just being shitty and like wouldn't let Rancid do like this single with a veil. Oh, that sucks. Lookout. And so 
it never happened. But when I heard Satiate, to me, it sounded so weak. Like the production, I just remember being like, Dixie was like, kind of like hit you in the face. And it had so much energy. And I just felt like Satiate was not that. You know what Satiate reminds me of? What? Scream. See, now I'm like, I do wonder, like, I was like, I haven't listened to it in probably You should check it out. Years. I bet you would see the comparison if you listen to it. Uh, yeah. You know, listen to Satiate on the streaming version of it or whatever. I but uh, did I you will. know that Did you know that Maverick was trying to sign a bail at one point? Madonna's Madonna? label? Oh, mm-hmm. wow. They, they tried for ransom, too, so that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to say when you brought that up. That's what, that's what I thought of. But uh, my avail go-tos are over the James and 4 a.m. Friday. Those are great. Fun band. Yeah. We'd love to see him again. Dude, they're playing in March. Won't make it. With Be Well? Yeah, with Be Well. Bit of Bo Bryan. Yeah, I wish that show was happening out here, man. Dude. Yeah, I bet they will. Are you a Hot Water fan, huh? Uh, not really. I, I like it. I, 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 like, I think they're good. Uh, they got a couple good good things, but overall, um, I don't know. I, I have a hard time sitting down and listening to Hot Water music. Fair. Yeah. I appreciate them though. I think our show here, we we don't get a veil. We get strike anywhere, which is cool. But I mean, oh, did you go? So I'm gonna go. Yeah, uh, be, it, it's be well, uh, strike anywhere and hot water. Like that's something I'm like, all right, I had to go. Yeah, to go to it. <laughs> I'll go for you, Jason. Thank you. While you're Please changing, do. while you're changing values, <laughs> nappies, as the as the English call them, nappies, <laughs> with tears in my eyes watching the live stream. <laughs> Your eyes will be closed. Do you want to have time? To I know, play? I know. I'm not going to care, but that's where I'm at. Hob, did you give your top five? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. It's all right. It's nothing you've ever heard of. You would have been a lot of like, who? Who? <laughs> Wait, did you guys talk about that? Uh, but yeah, like. Did we talk about I, the quicksand yet? Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. I'm trying you to recover. You, We're huh. spacing out. Yeah. Dis- distant pop. You still. No, no. Doesn't really grab you. No, it doesn't grab me. Doesn't really grab me. But would you really call it distant poop? Or it's not that bad. No. No, I it's good. I just wouldn't call it. It's cool. What about number one show this year then? Yeah, Idols. Idols at the Fonda for me was number one. Uh, Godhead played at. Um, program which was a great show i talked about it one of our episodes um had a lot of fun but idols at the fonda was a real special night for us my wife and i are going to ciudad mexico in march to see idols that's my story greg number one show man like i i only went to four where i actually stayed and I really enjoyed all of them. Um, there was something special about the Bob Mould just because it was the first one. And um, it just felt, re- you know, he he had released a really great record last, last year that was my favorite record of 2020 called Blue Hearts. So it was really cool to see, um, you know, him play. And, and his band is just great. Like, I mean, Super Chunk's got a new album coming out next year. So I'll get to see John Worcester again. But like just watching John drum, it's like the highlight of seeing his bands. Like he's just got such a cool style and um just fun to watch, a lot of energy. 
And um, so, yeah, like I loved Dinosaur Jr. Um, and I loved like Quicksand, like either of those could have been it too. I had a lot of fun and even Field Day was great. I mean, hearing those yeah. songs that I grew up listening to um, and hearing the wig out songs with Peter singing them was awesome. But yeah, nothing Jason, crazy. Some cool did stuff you go, next did year. Did you give yours? No, number one, Quicksand. Uh-huh. Show just ruled. It was awesome to see Quicksand. Stephen Brodsky did awesome. There was a moment where the first solo that Tom does, I think it might have been Phaser, where everyone did was he, kind did, of. Did uh, Walter do it with his mouth? What do you mean? Did he make, the noise? Did he make Tom Capone's noises with his mouth oh, he into did. the microphone he, while he's playing? He did, that he did pull out the. Uh, the Aben used to do something with uh, toy guns. Uh-huh. And he yes, just pulled out the toy guns, and they did yeah. do, they did do that. Oh, but cool. that feeling that I was waiting for, remember we talked about, oh, I went to this show and I went to that show, but I didn't feel it. I didn't feel it yet, that thing that I've been missing. Yeah. I definitely felt it when they did the My Bloody Valentine cover. That was super good, very emotional to see. I can't think live. of anything more boring that I wouldn't want to see live than Quicksand covering My Bloody Valentine. Oh, you should, I will send you the video. No, I don't want to watch it. I'm not going to click it. You Hey, would much cry. like, I'm telling everybody right now, 98% of the time that someone sends a Spotify link in a group chat, I'm not going to click it. And this is the same way. Spotify link. Uh-huh. No, yeah. I'm the same fucking way. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I um like the fact that I listened to that idols playlist. It's because I paid thing. you six dollars. That's true. Um <laughs> This is true. This is true. But, um, <laughs> honestly, I, I don't know what it is. Like, I just, it, you know what like, I think. You know what I think it is for me. Yeah, I want to feel like I'm discovering this band myself. See that because that's because I spent so long doing that without the internet or whatever. You know, I, I thought I I think that's what it is, which is very stubborn and stupid, and I don't care. I'm admitting that about myself, but I think that's what it is. Fuck you. I won't do what you tell me. I'm not going to listen to this fucking Spotify link. Well, so, I'm going to listen to the super chunk uh, Spotify playlist that we got sent in our Discord. Oh, yeah. But see, see, that's different. I would, that that's I would different. play because I listen to super chunk. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I'd be like, oh, oh you're saying for a new band, you're saying oh, yeah, someone says, it, like, oh, check, check this, this out. out. If Mike, like, for instance, nope. like Mike Riley, what's up, Mike? Super Chunk, I'll play that because like I love Super Chunk, and I might be like, "Fuck, why don't I just listen to a what he thinks the best songs are?" Yeah, and, like hear it. My my thing is more like, you know, there was an episode of Seinfeld where there was uh, Ramon, the pool guy, and he was trying to be friends with Jerry, and then finally Jerry, <laughs> finally Jerry was like, <laughs> I, "I already have three friends, I can't handle anymore." And sometimes that's it with me is like I'm like. I'm already yeah, obsessed much. with an. I'm too already much. obsessed with enough bands. Uh-huh. Like, I, I can't no handle anymore. No new friends. It was bad enough to to you know find a new friend in Sloan and then have sure. this expensive ass vinyl and all this stuff. Like, I can't handle that. But what was appealing when I mentioned my friend Darren sending me that dry cleaning song, I looked and I was like, oh, they have one album. I can handle Easy that. For you. Yeah, <laughs> that's the way so I felt like, about um, Dark Thoughts. Yeah, dark. Oh, like dark is cool. Yeah, they're great. And someone sent it to me, and I was like, oh, "I'll check this out." Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Or maybe I, I thought that I found it on my own. I don't know. But yeah, um, listen, twenty twenty one started off 
for us with episode 017 youth of today self-titled seven inch Holy and then shit, we worked that was this year that was january 5th and then we worked all the way to episode 048 seamless which was we just uh released it yesterday yeah so out of all of these records third that's 31 releases what is your personal favorite record out of all of those, Greg? I'm going to look at the list, so hold on. I'm, I'm, mine's, I got it right here. Seamless. That's, uh, I think out of all of those, I mean, statue, ah, that's pretty close. But uh, I, I think maybe we should have come prepared with a top five. Maybe when we post this, we can ask people to give their top five episodes of uh of 2021 but i think for myself as far as favorite oh, record i got it seamless um Up but to 48 right yeah man man there's just been so many good episodes since field building for me we've Sense had field building. so many good um yeah. uh guests uh the mcturnans um the far sides uh jordan cooper uh mike judge mike and old judge uh, yo uh, tony pops al Payne. i mean uh we've had been so so blessed to uh have so many cool people come on to our to show be stressed yeah yeah chris brown dude this is hard because i am look as i love i'll probably say building still but like I'm looking, I'm like the inside out seven inch, the burn yeah, seven inch, that. the super touch LP. Like uh -huh. they're all like big touchstones for me. But yeah, for sure. But um, I, I think in hindsight for me, with the mature the wisdom of maturity and and going going where we've gone, I think that I'm just gonna have to throw seamless out there. Okay. I, I will say list and see how many we cover. I think that we're doing pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I think we're we're never going to reach the end of this. I thought the same thing, catalog, especially since but... as we record this, we we've we've done up to fifty. Well, we're going to record one more this weekend, and then uh -huh. we've, we've done up to fifty. Yeah. Um, I will say that the next bunch of releases are like some a lot of reissues. I gotta look. I gotta look at the next like ten. Hold on. Keep talking. Jason, so what about you? Texas LP, Whirlpool, but then you have the Rage Against the Machine. We have Youth of Today, We're Not in This Alone, Can't Close My Eyes, um, Shelter, Quest for Certainty. My Some number one, I got to go. I already know Jason's. I got to go with Youth of Today. You knew that that was going to be it? What you, what, what's, your show, what's your face for? I was going to say Inside Out. I'm a bit. You stunned? I'm stunned, dude. I I love disengage. I love no spiritual surrender, but I also love disengage. So I was I was choosing between those two, though. Okay, so I was close. Yeah. Let's, uh, so let's let's look. Okay, so fifty one. Besides, so I'm not going to count Texas as the reason LP. We we you know we have some cool stuff planned for that. I'm not going to divulge, but that's you know between that and start today, they're like the and inside out. They're like the biggest rev sellers all right like so that's so the next 25 after right. texas let's let's do after texas so let's say yeah. 52 and i'm and... just gonna count i'm not gonna say them out loud i'm gonna count how many uh episodes i'm excited for okay one right, so two 52. three four 
five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve episodes that I'm really looking forward to. But then when I look at those and I see the guests that we could potentially get for these episodes coming up, I'm like, yo, it's going to be cool to talk to these people, even if I, I don't completely love the album. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. That's what I, I was actually. That's a high. I was I was expecting a lot lower. So I was too. So I'm looking here. <laughs> the, I'm looking here, and the only records for the next. I'm going to end with 77. We'll do 52 to 77. Okay. 77 being the Kill Holiday LP. There's a few that I I would I will have to I'll be hearing either for the first time or for the first time in a long time. Um, so like uh, Kiss a Goodbye, which I know I'll like because I love Tim Singer, but I was more like you know I was familiar with Dead Guy and obviously Bitter Branches and No Escape. This record I haven't heard much of. I'm going to have to try and acquire a copy on vinyl because that's how I roll. Um, Bluebird, I've never listened to. I'm, I'm actually excited because it's a very mysterious. Um, the one guy from the band, I think his name Sam Veldi. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing his name wrong. His Instagram is incredible. Um, if you don't follow, he posts, he, I guess, took pictures back in the day. And he's taken some crazy, like I've seen like inside out pictures and just like, I mean, this guy was at all these cool shows taking pictures. So, uh, and I know there's a couple people, another fella, and I forget his name and I'm so sorry, had reached out to us from Bluebird. So I think that's going to be like a cool one just because it's, I know nothing about them. I knew Dave Grohl wore a Bluebird shirt and they I played with Foo Fighters. Um, I don't know anything else about them. Um, for some reason, I, I thought that Adam Lentz told me that that's one of the most collectible Rev. I remember you telling uh, me that. Yeah, the vinyl, the yeah. colored vinyl, right? Well, I, I bet there was a small amount of colored it's like vinyl. like 100 or 200. Or I've never heard Morning small. Again. Uh-huh. I like that record's pretty good. Um, and Spark Marker, Treasure Chest. I don't know. So there's some I, stuff. Yeah, there's some stuff. There's some stuff. But I'm very excited to do a Damnation episode. That's going to oh, be awesome. Gonna be fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I'm excited uh, to do the Monroe Doctrine. Uh-huh. Because um, it's always a pleasure to talk to the Far Side guys. Yep. And I'm excited for Game Face because uh, I, I love Jeff, and I, I actually really like that album a lot. Would that too. be? It's 75. It's not. No, we're going to 72. Say, I was going to say, would that be the last time, every last time we talk to Game Face? But it's not. No, all. there's um, there's the, two more. There's a split with uh, and then the always type on. eleven, yeah, and always on. Um, Greg, you're gonna love Elliot. I know. I'm, I, mean, I don't want to hype you up for it, but I think you're gonna. Really no, like I know. It. I'm wearing know. an Elliot. I'm wearing an Elliot shirt today under this. Are you? Hoodie. Yeah. What's it? Are what design fan? is it? It's a U.S. fan. U.S. songs. Are you a fan? You're a is fan? it really? Yeah. It's a baby oh. blue. I'm going to post it on my Instagram today. Oh, dude, nice. Um, for everybody who hasn't heard, in 2021, I've worn a different T-shirt every day of the year uh, for and posted it on an Instagram account called Javier Van Hus, which is my name. There's like less than 20 days left of the year, and I can't fucking wait to just <laughs> wear a different, sh- like wear... 
like the, that i got that metallica bootleg at the beginning of 2021 and i haven't seen it in like fucking eight months and i just want to wear that shirt i think i'm just gonna pick like 20 shirts just take all the pictures in one that day. are that are comfortable and just put that in my closet and i'm just gonna wear the same 20 shirts for the rest of, of 2022 are you gonna retire that account after that yeah i think I'm going to walk away from it, except if I purchase a new shirt, I'll post a picture of it, but I'm not going to post every day. I have other things uh, that, that I could use my time for instead of fucking taking a picture of myself against a wall yeah. wearing a different shirt every day. That's how I felt with to all the shirts I loved before. When I was doing my Instagram account yeah, for shirts, when I was taking photos, I was it kind of stops being fun after a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, when yeah, it feels yeah. like a chore, it a just job. stops being fun. Yeah, and I'm that's like, oh, fuck, it's 4.30, which means that it's 7.30 p.m. East Coast time. I better post so that everybody yeah. can see me wearing this fucking shirt. It's dumb. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's dumb. And it's weird what shirts people like and what they don't like. I can think I have the coolest shirt ever and no one gives a shit. But... Dude, yeah, for sure. I think, you know, uh, it's it, that brings an interesting topic, before, you know, is like there'll be times too with like even our account or whatever, you know, the where it went, I'll be like, <laughs> yeah. this is going to be like fucking <laughs> yes. fire. Like, like we're, I'm on my phone's and then I'm like, oh, nobody cares. And then other yeah. times where it'll just be like, like, I remember one of the ones that I was shocked at was uh, for Patreon when we did the Dag Nasty Challenge. We posted the graphic. People went nuts. Like, compared yeah. to, like, usually yeah. we'll be like, here's a bonus episode. No, but that one was, like, people going nuts. Yeah. And I, I credit our man, Oisey. It's got to be Oisey. He's the, That's right. Oisey you know, Power. The, he's the magic. Oh, and when we're talking about reissues, I mean, the both Shelter, shelter records look fantastic yeah they do look good um and stuff but uh so yeah i guess so our plan i guess while we're starting to wind down here for the year um is you know this is a this is for all the patrons uh and we will be back with regular content sometime in february and it's a big one it like i said it's texas is the reason uh do you know who you are album um, you know, my going on record 55 million times saying my favorite rev release alongside start today, game changer for me, love the band. We have, I think special, like Jason, you know what we have planned. Wouldn't yeah. you say this is something people are going to be stoked about? I like I don't, everyone... I don't think anybody is going to be disappointed with what we have. No, I think anyone that's a fan of Texas reason is going to be pumped. Um, and so we'll be back strong in February, but we will do. You know what? Fuck it. Let's release this uh, episode for everyone on the main channel. We'll just put it up on a Friday. We'll do Patreon first. But if, let everyone listen to our thoughts about 2021. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I didn't say anything. Maybe we'll take a Discord uh, poll. Yeah, whatever. take a Discord poll. Yeah, we'll do that. Um, we do have, and we have another bonus episode. I guess by the time this, we have uh, we talked with Rupa Zimkis uh-huh. from uh, Without Peace. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be another episode for just patrons. It looked um, like their show was good, by the way. I don't yeah, know if you watched the videos. It looked cool, though. Yeah, they played with School Drugs, great band, um, and uh, that was a cool conversation to talk to somebody that's like a lot younger. Yeah, uh, than us, and super excited, you know, to to have uh, somebody that just 
it, it almost makes you feel bad about yourself because you go, man, I take so much for granted now I'm older and stuff like, cause just there's a thing I miss about being the teenager and just taking all the shit in and all of it just being so exciting. Every show was exciting. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, but you can't do it twice. You know, it's never going to be You, you can't. You can't. Yeah. And I'm saying, but it's sort of like, like, you know, when I, like, it was the same thing when I first got into title fight. And before, you know, when they were a little more on the pop punk side, it was almost like difficult to listen to them. I remember talking with a friend of mine where like, because it just made me hate being old. Because I listen, I'm like, these kids are so excited. And they're like singing about like girls and stuff like this. And I'm like, I'm just like fucking old. You know, I felt it's, it's funny now thinking because you know, I'm 10 years old. 10 years old. I'm 10 years older. And now those guys are in their 30s. <laughs> but like, you know, at the time when you're 30, there's a big difference when you're 30 and someone's 20. Yeah. When you're 40 and someone's 30, not as much. But um, it was cool to, to, you know, with Rupa and just to have somebody just so, you know, they're experiencing all this for the first time. And I think that's cool. But um, we will have, I think in January, we'll try for patrons, um, you know, even if it's just Hav and I, if Jason's, you know, changing nappies or whatever, I would like to try to get even more than the two bonus things, just so you all for supporting us have some stuff to listen to, to get you through January, because I know January is usually a pretty bleak and kind of boring month, um, because there's like nothing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. but uh yeah thanks and yeah if you're listening and you made it this far it means you really (laughs) like us and you really care about us and we really appreciate it (laughs) otherwise i guess we'll you know what my favorite my favorite fucking dad joke see you next year (laughs) Mm. Mm. all right bit of bow thanks for listening bye 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 once it stops recording (laughs) 